Welcome back to Discipleology, a podcast where we discuss discipleship. This episode, we're going to talk all about sharing Christ. So the fourth signpost in the discipleship pathway, this one is is paramount of making disciples. It is our ability to share Christ. Creating a Discipleship Pathway, the book by Michael Kelly says this, even with the need to live out the effects of the gospel, maturing believers know that speaking about the message is a necessity. Transformation is evident when we talk about Christ and the message of the gospel. Scott, talk to us a little bit about why this signpost, sharing Christ, is a marker of the discipleship pathway. Yeah, when Scripture calls us ambassadors for Christ, I mean that's that's our that's our role. That's that that's our mission uh, within the church, and yet we find that in the last six months, the majority of churchgoers have not shared with somebody how to become a Christian. So to actually have that conversation is not happening often enough for us. So I include myself in that. That's something we've got to develop. Um, As we think about that action, though, some of the other elements of what sharing Christ is about actually give us some clues as to how we can actually work on that and develop that. Because the other parts of it as we get into our desires and our beliefs is is understanding that we're a part of that task. We we own that responsibility to be sharing Christ. Um, And one of the biggest predictors of of not only sharing Christ, but but really growth in discipleship in total is praying for people that we know by name who are not Christians today. And just getting in the habit of putting them before God and trusting that he's going to be working in lives and that we want them to, to, to have all the benefits of life in Christ um, is something that not only do we believe will change them, but it actually changes us as we're praying. And it gives us a heart and it gives us even some confidence to step out and have the conversation. And so it, it really is an important part. Uh, you know, another important input are, are the relationships themselves. Are we building relationships with non-Christians? And it's so easy to get caught into a routine where we're seeing the same people and the same faces in the same places. And it, it takes some intentionality to say, I'm going to step into some other circles to, to make sure that I'm meeting some non-Christians because don't, we don't have to go far in our culture, but we do have to be intentional uh, to make sure we're meeting folks. And, and that allows us to have those conversations. Intentionality is a really, really good word. It, it just, you know, it, ideally, ideally, the way that you would like to see sharing Christ happen is that you are, well, you're just, you're so full of excitement about everything that the Lord is doing in your life and, and how he has saved you from sin and death that it just sort of bubbles over. I, you, you, I think you get to that point, but it's, you get to that point through intentionality. It doesn't, doesn't necessarily happen by accident. It's through the things that you described, through praying for opportunities, through intentionally putting yourself in a place where you know you're going to be around people who are unchurched, who who don't know the gospel, this is a real. It's a real challenge for. It's a real challenge for us. It's something that I've been particularly convicted about personally in in the last year. Is that I just don't know. An, I do not know enough people who are not uh, who are not Christians. In order to combat that, it's going to, you know, part of part of the discipleship part of doing that is it's going to put you in a position of uh, discomfort, and that is a good thing. It's a really, really good thing. 
one of the ways that we've tried to do this this past year was uh, – so I'm I'm an I'm an introvert. My wife would say I'm a high functioning intro, introvert, um, and uh, you know the, the temptation I think for an introvert is to lean on your personality and say because this is my personality, I somehow get a pass in things like hospitality and evangelism, which is baloney. Uh, you don't. Uh, it just means it's a greater opportunity for you to grow to be more like Jesus. So, you know, one of the things that we did this year was we did uh, a Memorial Day neighborhood breakfast, like pass out flyers to people in the neighborhood. We don't know how many people are coming, but y'all come. We're going to put food in the backyard. And uh, admittedly, we did not have an overwhelming response. (laughs) But that's okay. Yeah, we did have some response, uh, and we had we had people that that came, uh, and I suspect that when we do it again next year, and they get another flyer in their mailbox, that there will be more and more people that that uh, that come. But this this thing of w- trying to welcome people into your life is, is a difficult thing, but but a very good avenue for the gospel. It's really good soil for the gospel to grow in. If we truly believe the hope that we have in Jesus, why would we not be sharing yeah. that? Yeah. Evangelism for me is one of those things that is uh, learning by doing. So evangelism courses and training classes, those are all very, very helpful. The best training course for evangelism is evangelism. I, I believe this to be true. Um so it's it's not you learn everything there is to know about it and then you graduate to the point of doing it. It's you know it's not like brain surgery. Uh, it, it is instead, hey, I want to I want to become more comfortable. I want to want to do a better job at. I, I want to more frequently uh, be evangelistic. How do I do that? By doing it. You know, uh, it sounds simplistic to say, but it's it is the conscious and intentional choice to just do it, and you learn by doing. Margin is a word that that honestly churches needed to build in, uh, and most churches have taken those steps. So there's a night of the week that they used to have regular programming that they don't anymore. And as churchgoers, how have we used that extra time? Has it been to build relationships yeah. with non-Christians? That was the margin churches were trying to build in for us. And I think as individuals, a lot of times we filled it with things we enjoy uh, in, instead of saying, how can I find something I enjoy that will ha- help me interact with some of my neighbors? And and by taking some of those things we do normally, uh, things our kids are involved in, a sport we enjoy, uh, exercise we need to get, and, and to use some of those daily experiences to say, how can I actually have some conversations with people? And I'm an introvert as well, but that tends to mean I don't do well in a group conversation, but I can do one-on-one, okay. So let me go with how I'm wired and let me try to have one-on-one conversations in some of these settings. Sure, and this was a good overlap to the denying self. Like I wanna do what I wanna do or I, do I wanna do what God wants me to do? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the trade-offs in life uh, show up all over the place. And it, it's it's not only what choice do we make, but kind of what's motivating our choice that God's looking at. Because he says he looks at the heart. And, and so he's really asking for, though, well, why? Why are you making the choices you're making? 
it does always come back to the why. Why are we why are we wanting to mature as disciples? Why are we going down the disciples pathway? Why are we wanting to share Christ with others? And as you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking, man, my church does discipleship really, really well. I would love to hear that story. Please shoot me an email, andrew.hudson at lifeway.com. I would love to interview you. I would love to get to know you and your church. Let us dive deep into why discipleship is working in your church. In the meantime, go to discipleology.com. Check out the free resources we have there for you, and we'll see you next time.